0: Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey.
1: All right, it's that time, welcome to The Rebrand. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the martyrs who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey, And today we're going to discuss strategically navigating the CPG landscape. Joining us today is Akeem Shan, who is the founder and CEO at Flipstick Inc., which is an Inc. 50 fastest growing CPG brand. Flipstick leverages NASA-based adhesive technology to make innovative phone accessories that enable hands-free content creation and consumption. I know there's a lot of CBG marketers on the show, so I'm excited to dive in all things CBG with Akeem, and we're going to talk about navigating CBG with vision and purpose. Here's my conversation with Akeem Shannon, the founder and CEO of Flipstick. What's going on, man? Welcome.
0: Yo, what's going on? Thanks for having me on the show, Scott.
1: I love it. You know, We were talking about earlier, you're you're calling in from St. Louis. It's 39 degrees. Just got off a bike ride. I'm in Phoenix. <laughs> it's 75 degrees, so. I wish I could switch places there. <laughs> I got to love the podcast world, but how did you get into this, man? How did you how'd you get on the CBG side of the business? Love to hear your professional background and, and how you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was honestly a, a very unconventional route. You know, I started off going to school for chemical engineering. Had a full scholarship, lost it, had to come home. And my parents were like, you got to get a job. So I started working at a Sprint store selling cell phones, cell phone accessories. And I got pretty good at it. You know, I climbed up the ranks, ended up number one in the company, left, went to Verizon, worked in a call center became number one in the company there. And eventually I ended up at Square in the FinTech space. And I was a top salesperson there. But by that time, even though I had recovered from this failure of college, I, I wasn't satisfied by sales anymore. It just wasn't doing it for me. And so I quit my job and I started a marketing company. And I started helping people you know, market their products. I learned a lot being at Square, helping small business owners. And then I realized, you know what? I don't think I like marketing for other people either. <laughs> So I said, what if I mark it for myself? Because I always had a passion, I always had this creativity and I thought I, I had a little bit of skill. And so I had read a book called The Alchemist, which is a book about this boy who goes on a journey, right, to find his treasure. Man, a must read book. And, and in fact, my boss from Square had given me the book and told me to read it. I didn't read it for weeks uh, at a time, but I it just kept coming back up. I would see an interview on YouTube, people would talk about it. I saw Oprah talking to super producer Pharrell. He said it was a book that changed his life. I keep hearing about this book. And finally, a separate copy of the book that my boss hadn't actually given me shows up on my kitchen counter. And I freaked out and read it cover to cover. And it just completely flipped my mindset about what was possible and that my dreams and my treasures were out there. And so with this mindset, I get a phone call from my uncle, who's an engineer at NASA, and he tells me about this project he was working on for the Space Launch System and how he was going to use this adhesive that NASA created in the 70s to do this project. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. I'd recently mounted my TV on the wall, and I was like, man, if I could just have this adhesive, I could have mounted my TV by just sticking it on the wall. And while I never mounted a TV, I did figure out a way to mount something else, a little phone. And it just so would happen that when I created this product to mount my phone on the wall, thinking, oh, this would be a great way to watch video, TikTok became the number one app in the app store. And people weren't buying the product to watch video, but they were buying the product to create video. And man, things just, I would say they took off from there, but as we know, it was a struggle <laughs> from there, but eventually we made it.
1: Dude, what a story. Okay. So, I mean, I could totally relate. I'm a college dropout myself and got into sales. I started selling radio when I was 20 years old
0: because oh, uh, wow. I
1: couldn't get a job doing anything else. I eventually got in the advertising business about six years later. I started my agency about 16 years ago. And the service advertising businesses, as uh, our rebrand audience knows, is so hard. And I love that you basically fill the need. You you saw an opportunity. That's crazy about with TikTok creation, completely right. What a cool product with adhesive. So what's it like? I mean, you jumped into the brand side. You're deep in it. And how long has it been going? Are you Amazon and D2C? I would think. They're so like, what's that process like? What have, what have you learned in that journey? How's the company doing? You know, a million questions. But yeah, I love to have you just keep risking? risk. I love it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we start the business and we started off on Kickstarter and, you know, we raised about $15,000 through Kickstarter. And I'm thinking, great. Okay. Now I'm just going to throw a website up and it's going to sell, right? Run a couple of uh, boosted posts and I'll be good. Well, as we all know, that didn't work at all. And no matter what I was trying through digital marketing, I couldn't figure it out. And I, honestly, I was borderline ready to give up, but I had to reach back on on my past experiences, which was in-person sales. So I mustered up the courage to go to the mall and get a kiosk in the mall, right? Totally counterintuitive to what anyone would tell you to do. This is 2018. What, what's a mall kiosk run? A mall kiosk... It, a month. That's it. For a kiosk and mall. So $2,500 a month. But I was terrified, right? Because I'd only made $15,000. And now I'm going to commit five grand for two months. And I don't know if it's going to work out. But I go, and over the course of two months, we do about $30,000 in sales. We had the top performing kiosk in the region. We were getting requests to go to all their other malls. And so. And that's when I realized, okay, we're on to something here. But I knew I still had this this marketing weakness. And so I had to lean into what I knew and And, and it was in person. So I decided to go pitch for Shark Tank. Uh, I go, I pitch to be on Shark Tank. And the first time I pitch, I get from the top 40,000 people who applied down to 10,000, down to 1,000, down to 200. And when they were cutting people from 200 to 120, I get cut. I and I'm like, oh, back to square one here. So I said, okay, I can't get the Sharks to be, you know, my marketers, but maybe I can get another celebrity to come and help me market this product. And I find out that Sean Diddy Combs has an event coming up called the Revolt Summit. And it's a music conference to help you get involved in the music industry. And so I say, okay, I'm going to go pitch my business at his pitch competition there. But after I buy my ticket, I find out the pitch competition is closed. So instead, I enter the music competition and wrap the pitch for my business in the competition. I go to the competition, I get to the top five and I get disqualified for not being a, a real artist. And so, and there happened to be a comedy show right before the the final music competition. And during the comedy show, I literally just stand up, hold my product in the air and the comedian looks at me. And he's like, I don't know if I can curse on the show, but he's just like, bro, he's like, what the fuck are you trying to sell me, bro? And I go in a full picture. I'm like, you can make TikToks. You can stick it here. You can stick it here. And this was DC Youngfly, by the way. He looks at me and he's like, he's like, I got one question for you. Can it stick to my girl's ass? Because if it will, I'll take 50 of them right now. And the crowd just starts laughing. They go crazy. And the whole show gets derailed. And eventually he lets me on the stage. He lets me do my rap during his set. Crowd goes nuts. And the same people that disqualified me from the competition come up. They're like, you got to meet our sponsor. at and is the sponsor of the event. I meet all the executives. They take me backstage. DJ Cal is back there. Diddy's back there. I'm getting to meet everybody. I'm collecting phone numbers. And as it would have it, they would end up inviting me out to LA. They buy a ton of products. I end up meeting Snoop Dogg out in LA. Snoop Dogg ends up loving the flip stick. And between Snoop and Diddy and all these folks at AT&T, they make a couple phone calls to Shark Tank and they get me on the show. And it was one of those things where the first time we went on Shark Tank, there was this story and it was NASA, but it was really just a product, right? But the second time, there was this story that went far beyond what the product was itself and actually really made people just want to believe in the journey and the vision. And what I discovered was the story of the product, which was really incorporated into our mission of what we were doing. Yes, we are enabling creators but we were also just doing whatever it took to try to get this product out there. As we repeated that store and we continued to build on it, it drew people in. So when we pitched Target, yes, we talked about how it would drive Gen Z into the store and how it was great for casual content creators, but we also told them about how we pitched it to Snoop Dogg and how we were able to get on Shark Tank and how it went on national television and did my rap for the sharks.
1: That's cool. It, it, it's almost like it's it's a product for hustlers by a hustler like you embody your audience in terms of their hustle and it's inspiring and endearing but your point too like you know everyone loves an underdog so maybe even the process of getting denied by Shark Tank and then coming back and also making Shark Tank and just I don't know just the I I had a guy on A couple of weeks ago, and I had heard a lot about a hero's journey. And I certainly believe in that in marketing. And I actually wrote a marketing book that I haven't been able to put out yet. But one of the chapters is all about hero's journey before I talked to this guy. And of course, I'm forgetting his name, but it's an amazing podcast. I've sent it to a few people, not because I was part of it at all, because this, this dude's making like Emmy award winning movies on iPhone because he knows how to prove out this story arc of a hero's journey. But like I'm hearing your hero's journey. And it's obviously resonating with all sorts of audiences from consumers and TikTokers and Gen Z and, and even other celebrities like Snoop Dogg and, and DJ Khaled and, and, and then even retailers like like Target. So it's really cool. I can see why it's been successful. What's the next step with the brand? You know, what's the next evolution for your CPG? Is there more products? Is it other countries? Is it, you know, more sales on certain channels? Like what's the next step?
0: So, you know, what we discovered really worked well for us after my story really kind of in the journey pushed it as far as it can go. What unlocked the next chapter for us was unlocking our customers' stories and really putting their stories at the forefront of the business. And so just to put a few out there, one of them got Brock Johnson, content creator coach, teaches people how to create content an incredible influencer for us. We, we didn't realize that the creator coach genre would be a, a strong segment for us, but when he got in front of his audience and talked about the, the capabilities of being able to create content on the go, to meet someone and then to give them a piece of content right then and there with no equipment other than his phone and to really be present in the moment, not holding his phone as if it was a selfie, but to actually stand in front of the camera I mean, it really moves the needle. And while to me, I thought that that would be about as deep as it would go, right? Kind of surface level. Then we started locking some incredible stories. We had one person, they had bought a flip stick from me years ago in the mall, reached out years later, saw us on Shark Tank, and he was like, hey man, you know, you were really annoying in the mall and you stopped me and you made me buy one of these things. And then the pandemic came along I was in the hospital with my wife. She was giving birth to our firstborn child. And we couldn't have any family in the hospital. And she wanted me to hold her hand through the entire process, but I wanted to record it for our family members. And then I remember that annoying kid in the mall who <laughs> forced this thing on me. And I, I looked at the back of my phone. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never used this thing. And I took it. I stuck it to the water, recorded the birth of my child while I was holding my wife and right there with her and present in the moment. And it just shocked me that something that I created really to watch TV and that at most I thought would help people make a TikTok video was actually having impact on someone's life. He told me, he's like, man, every time I watch that video, I think about my kid's birth. I think about you. Which I thought was a little weird, but it was it was so powerful. And then we had this other, this other guy, and he found us completely organically. We ended up actually working with him, and he was from the deaf community. And, you know, I didn't know anything about people who are deaf, I just assume, hey, they got text messaging, they can send a text message. But just like everyone else, you don't get the expressive emotion through text messages. You lose all the context. And so what what they would much prefer to do is to be able to FaceTime and to sign. And he was telling his audience like, dude, you know, the biggest problem we have about FaceTiming and signing on the go is you got to hold your phone. You're trying to prop it up someplace, total disaster. He's like, this little product allows me to stick my phone anywhere and I can have full conversations with people over FaceTime anywhere I go and I was just blown away that something that that we created that was really designed to be simple and it was a fun thing you know could actually have impact on people's lives and as we started to put those stories first and front man we saw so much traction on the sales side. I
1: and mean, that's so cool so here's the deal: I'm, I'm over as always but we're bringing you right back and I want to dive into more things. Flipstick. I actually just ordered a flipstick on Amazon in two seconds, so I yeah. thought that was cool. <laughs> great reviews, and so it was fun. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up um, this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Big thanks to Keem Shannon, founder and CEO of Flipstick, for joining us. I want to hear more about this Shark Deal. What Shark Deal you took and the process of that. I, I've known some other friends of mine on Shark Tank. We had a friend of mine, Jason, uh, founder of Bad Birdie, talked about his but- Shark Tank experience. I've actually invested in another company called Golf Kicks. I heard a little bit about his Shark Tank experience. So I, I'm curious on that for you. Also want to talk about making now your moment. What a great reminder for us marketers about your customers have amazing stories that need to be told. And what a way to add more customers than to highlight your existing customers. And you know, you as a founder had a, had a great story. And then you start finding these other amazing stories from people who are buying this you know, adhesive cell phone thing that you invented. It's, it's pretty cool, man. So if you can't wait till our next episode you want to learn more about Akeem, as always, we're going to put a LinkedIn profile on our show notes. His company website, Akeem Shannon, Akeem A K E E M S H A N N O N. Again, everything's at rebrandpod.com. So anything you want to know or hear about or notes or whatever, it's all there. If you want to be a guest on the show, looking for more CPG marketers, looking for more brand marketers in general, founders. I have a lot of ad tech and, and I love ad tech, I have a lot of agencies. I love some of the agencies. But I'm, I'm being a little more critical, I, I would say, on some of those applications. But I want to hear from more brands. So if you've got a cool story like Akeem's, this is, this is a perfect show for us, especially some of the founder stuff because you're you're in the trenches grinding and we can really learn a lot. You can find me on all social channels, just at Scott Harkey, LinkedIn, and Instagram, probably the best. But we're everywhere. Again, our big KPIs is, so, is, is people who subscribe. Those are, those are you're our people. If you want little marketing tips and tricks on a road trip or on a bus ride or... At your house, you know, before bed or going to work or on a walk, that's what we're here for. Come come, pop in, listen to 10, 15 minutes, get, get your little dose of marketing, hear what people are doing on the front lines, how we can learn, how we can get better. Hit that subscribe button. But that's it for today, but remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.